Hey guys, this is the Walking Well Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I so appreciate your listenership. We have been rocking season four out with all these amazing speakers and just awesome content. And today is absolutely no different because y'all know me. I love to bring you the absolute best. So I have with me Aussie Jackson, um, and I'm super excited for her to talk about prayer today. Um, Just effective prayer because... um, I don't know if you've noticed, but life gets a little bit crazy and we're in some really interesting times. And I think uh, that if nothing else, just having that relationship with the Lord where you're talking to him and praying is just so vital in this space and is proven the necessity of having a foundation of a prayer life as just a a basic for the believer. And so um, uh, I'm calling her Deacon Aussie because she's a deacon at my church and it's just too weird not to. So um, Deacon Aussie is one of those women that I just admire so much. Like when she goes to pray, you know, you hear those people that go to pray and they just go in immediately and you like, we in the throne room, here we go. Like she is that kind of <laughs> prayer warrior. And so I was like, yes, she needs to come and give the people all the sauce, all the oil, all the juice and just like <laughs> tell us the things. So Deacon Aussie, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm excited. For having me. Of course, of course, of course. Um, so could you just give us like a, a little bit about like your coming to Jesus, your salvation story? Well, I came to the Lord when I was 18 years old. But prior to that, I had just been raised in the church all my life. We went to church every Sunday. You knew that when Saturday night came, you get ready for Sunday. It was a Baptist church. So it really was a socialite kind of a thing going to church. I didn't really know Jesus as of yet. But I got saved um, when I actually left that church and went to uh, Ray Bernard's church in, in Philadelphia. And he teached about Jesus dying for us and raising again, taking, uh, answering the call that God gave to him. So I received Christ as my Savior. And the first thing that I did was read the four Gospels because that told me I wanted to know who this Jesus was that had saved us. How did he get that responsibility? Why didn't God just do it himself? But I began to learn things and how we were made in God's image. And there's three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I'm so grateful that I was in that particular church because they taught about that second strength that you were going to need or that second grace that you would need, which is the Holy Ghost. And once I um, received the Holy Ghost, it just kind of opened my eyes to all the things that Jesus had encompassed and that I saw there being no experience that he had not had. One thing about salvation is when you first get saved, you're high off the hog. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. He's great. He's wonderful. You hear all these great things about Jesus. When you read the promises of God, you have to experience some kind of challenge to see that those promises are true. So once the, the, the we kind of like shuts, don't shut the zeal all the way down, but it makes it like kind of calm. Like, okay, now we're getting ready to walk into reality. Yes, la, 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 we're cheering Jesus on. He is great. Now let him show you how great he is by taking on this challenge and trusting him to answer that prayer for you. And God's so gracious because in the, in Matthew six, he says, he knows how it's going to be. So he says, this is how you pray. But you will find that as you learn that prayer and begin to pray it, as you grow in Christ and become more intimate with him, you have more to say. And Mm -hmm. he gives you that free course. That's what I love so much about God. He knows everything, but yet he gives you an audience. It's like, okay, what's your side? What you got to say? And here's the answer. The answer is always in his word. He's always the end of every prayer. And he says to us when we go to him that this is the confidence we can have. When you come to me, I'm not going to put it on, on a, in a New York Times. Just come to me. Tell me what's going on. And then I'll give you what you need to pass through it or I'll get rid of it. He'll either give us yes, no, or wait, one or the other. So there's so, so many good things that you said there, even just about like the new birth and, and starting that prayer life. Um, where do we start when it comes to 
prayer? Like what's that, what's that beginning step? How do you start? The beginning step is simply this. Once you go into those four gospels and you see who Jesus is, the, the things that he talks about, the, the way of life that we can have, you start to ask for that because that's what you want in this new life is his nature, his character, to walk the way that he walks, to believe the, the things that he's put out, like love your neighbor, forgive somebody if they do something to you. And forgiveness is not really a fly-by-night kind of thing. It really requires that same power that Christ took on when he made a decision in the, in the garden when he said, you know, he was really, this thing was getting to him. And he said, not my will, but yours. But that didn't happen in five seconds. That was a process. So in the process, when you, that's what you learn about when you first get saved, what you should learn about is that I got to talk to the Lord. I got to express, he gives me free course. When I'm going through those four gospels, I'm going to see, here's how you pray. That's going to be one of the things that I said. So, oh Lord, I'm going to take that on. I want to take that on. I'm going to start praying just like you told me to pray. And the Holy Spirit, when he comes in, he'll direct you into other things. Uh, there's a scripture that we talk about when we say, uh, Father, we thank you uh, so much. We know that if we praise you, you can show us great and mighty things that we knew not of. When that prayer life starts to cultivate and, and our belief and faith tries, tries to align with it, you know, God will show us great and mighty things that we knew not of. We'll be, we can pray our own answers to ourselves, not knowing what the answer to the prayer is, you'll find stuff coming out of your mouth. Like I wasn't really thinking about that. Or I didn't want to say that. I've had people say that to me often. Like, you know, I, I came to prayer and I was looking for an answer. And when you were praying, that was my answer. Like I'm, I'm thinking somebody's going to come to me or with a big poster and say, this is what you're supposed to do. But God dealt with me. Uh, I'm just reading an article yesterday. The young lady was asking for a job. She had all the accolades. She went to college, grad school, everything. She had everything lined up in a row. She had, her life plan, like I'm going to do this when I'm 30, I'm going to do this when I'm 22, 25, I'm going to be out of school, I'm going to get my car, my apartment, my condo. And then she was in a family of, of the wilderness. She had to wait. She never thought about waiting. She just thought, I have these things now. I'm praying every day. God's going to answer my prayer and it's going to be just like I'm hoping it for. But God had a whole brand new direction for her life. That's why we have to go right back to that salvation where there is constant revelation in the new birth. It's not just, oh man, I got saved and that's it. No, every day he's telling, showing you something else. And I truly believe in Psalms 91. Everybody's preaching Psalms 91 now, and I'm with it. I understand completely. But the thing is, in the midst of this thing that we're passing through, don't let go of that promise. If we're saying no evil shall befall me, no plague shall come out, say it every day. Even on the days when the news might make you think, oh, God, this thing is really something else. We, we're all getting ready to get swallowed in the whale. No, still keep come back with it. If, even if the devil says it, come back with, no evil shall befall me. No place shall come near my dwelling. And they were trying to say initially when they first got started that, always oh, for 65 and older, you know, they're going to be the ones to get it so much. The Bible tells me that God is my keeper and he is my preserver. Those are promises. And that's, those are the promises that we stand on. I think like what you said about, um, what you said about just starting in the gospels and and even just that regeneration of a, of a new birth and going, yeah. man, as I'm praying, things are coming up. That's really, really good. And I think um, sometimes that piece about knowing um, that when I go to prayer, God hears me, that I can confidently pray and know like God hears me and God's going to answer my prayer. So how do you develop confidence in your prayer life? I think you develop confidence when you pull onto that promise. When that promise says, this is the confidence that you have. I'm telling, I am the Lord. I have written this and I'm saying to you, you can have confidence when you come to me. I'm a sure thing. I'm going to answer your prayers. And if I answer your prayers, I'm not going to ignore you. When you come, I hear you. This is the confidence. I, when I get on my knees, I'm like, oh, ain't nobody listening. No. John, 1 John 5 says, I can be assured. 
that when I open my mouth, you are listening. And that's what's so fascinating about God. He knows everything. Yes, he said, he, he says, come boldly before the throne of grace. He wants us to come. He wants a conversation. I believe so much that when God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus were up in heaven and he wanted a candidate to come down here, there was no human source that could do it. But when Jesus got down here, I think, I think, what in the world? I think that's why he had such a struggle in the garden. He was like, I did not know that. This was this. And I believe very much that God wanted some company. His kingdom is big and vast, and there's much to be done in it. And I think he wanted somebody, someone who loves him. Will be, he's not going to have any trouble with his employees, so to speak. When we, when we reign in heaven with him, the new heaven and the new earth, that's where they say all love, peace, and joy. Nobody's complaining about their salary being more than the other person's salary because his kingdom has no end. He's building it up right. That's why I believe that Jesus said we are his righteousness. He wants righteous people in his kingdom. We were made righteous by the blood of the lamb. We were made that way. And I believe in Luke 18, where it says, pray without ceasing. We have to keep it constant. It has to be constant. When we're keeping it constant, that confidence is just building. Mm. We know every time we open our mouths, if we open our mouths, it is a sure thing that he hears us. And when he hears, and I'm so blessed. We are all so blessed because Jesus is on the right hand of God saying, this is what they're trying to tell you. I've been down there. I know, I know what's going on with them. This is what they're really trying to say. They don't know how to say it. Like when we say we delight ourselves in, in him and he'll give us the desires of our heart. And we say that so fervently, like, oh, that's so great. But in the process of that, you have, there's a lot of yielding that has to go on with that. When I say, God, I delight in you, those mm-hmm. desires start switching over like, God, I, so much so, I only want what you want. I only want it your way. I mean, I've been yearning for this. I've been almost begging you almost to please do this, but I'm, I'm surrendering now. Mm-hmm. And Jesus surrendered in the garden. He just said, well, Father, not my will, yours be done. So it's mm-hmm. a breaking, and what we have to do is keep that constant. Because mm-hmm. if we let up one sense, like, okay, I got it, now I'm just going to relax for a little bit. There is no relaxation in, in trying to, in living for Christ because we have to always keep our, the enemy is so shrewd, comes in all kinds of ways. And we know he's shrewd. He was shrewd with Eve. Mm-hmm. And I used to always call Eve a sucker like, hey, one time, man, he didn't even come to you more than one time. Give me some slack coming. Where your boldness at? Say, no, get away from me, devil. Or Adam himself. I thought mm-hmm. I was a, come on, man, you're a man. You tell mm-hmm. him, no, I don't want none. You can, if you eat it, go ahead. I'm not going to eat it just because you do. But that was all in God's plan. He knew that human source was not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the one who came and did it for us. Yes, I, yes, yes. I even love, because um, I think this has been coming up, even just in my own walk, the, the, the scripture about, um, you know, he'll give you the desires of your heart and just yeah. that that yeah. process is laden with yielding with you and yeah. you spending time with the father and, and surrendering to the point where you're like, God, actually, all I want is what you want. That's it. Yes. yes. I was and that, that comes praying. with spending time with him. It does. That's what's the key right there. And the devil will put so much in your way, life circumstances. But I say this to God every day. I say, God, I have to come to you now. It's a lot that has to be done. I got emails to answer. I, got, I have to check on Isaac. I have to get him set up for his homeschooling. But God, if I don't talk to you right now, I can't do my second. You have to be my first so I can do my second and my mm-hmm. third and whatever else is coming. So, And I'm, I'm not going to stop talking to you, but I want to kneel right now. But when I get up, I'm still be talking to you. I'm still going to be saying, Lord, help me. The inside of me is going to still be turning while I'm thinking about what this, how I'm going to respond to this email or how I'm going to put this proposal together. I'm still going to be talking to you. But right now, I want to be in your presence so that you will know that you matter. You're the top dog in my life. Okay, man. Good, 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 good stuff. So go ahead. 
I know you want me to say, what's, this is a compliment. I said, God, I know you hear me. I know you do. And you know that I love your blood because I see your blood as liquid love blowing down to us, cleansing and purifying and helping us to go ahead and yield that over. And there's some stuff in life um, that you just don't want to let go of. You know, like, oh, God, can't you just get in this with me and just see how good this is going to be? And he sees down the road. He sees around the corner. Glory to God. That's so true. It's so true. And And so, okay. So then in that, you touched on something, unanswered prayer. So like, what do we do when our prayers are not being answered? That's when we utilize steadfastness. We say, God, I believe you so much because I'm I'm a witness to what you've already done for me. You died and then got up again. And right now you're sitting beside the father explaining things for me. And because you did that, I look back and see what you've already done. So I'm going to remain here. The only way I'm going to get up from here, God, is for you to show me that this is futile. I'm not, it's not going to happen. And so I'm going to stay on the promises. I'm going to remind you of your word. And I'm going to, you, you are going to answer me because you don't ignore. You don't, you don't push away. You don't shun. So I, I, I believe you hear me. And because I believe that, I believe you're going to grant my request. Mm-hmm. It may not be what I want, but you're going to grant me an answer. You're going to come through with an answer some kind of way, no matter what the enemy is trying to say. Well, God ain't answered that. You, know, you ain't going to get that. That's why you ain't hear nothing yet. Mm-mm. Stay on this. And my, my mom used to always say, stay on the prayer rug. Just stay on the rug. You stay, lay prostrate before him if you have to. Consecrate yourselves. The, when we do this confession about how the Lord is... Um, Jehovah Mekadesh, he's our sanctifier. And sanctify means to separate and set apart. You may have to cut loose some people for a few minutes or cut loose some TV or cut loose some stuff that we really enjoy doing. No sin in it, but we just might need to cut loose and say, God, there have been times in my own life when I've just got on my and say, God, I don't even know why I'm down here. I don't even know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're doing. All I know is I'm in your presence. I am in your presence for you to do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to say nothing, don't say nothing. Just when I get up, let me be different. Let there be something. Let me be able to carry on. Let me be able to carry on. I can't say that God told me this. I can't say God told me that. All I can say is I've been in your presence. And that's good enough for me, Lord. That's so, so good. Man, you said so, so very much. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we talk about, because like prayer is... um, It's a lifestyle. It's really what you kind of were saying, that it's not just like this one-time thing. Um, But... I know a lot of people talk about um, the importance of confession of like saying out loud your faith. What's that about? Why do we need to say things out loud, especially when God already be knowing, you know? Well, we said when we first get saved in order for us to even let somebody know that we've gotten it, we confess with our mouth, whatever we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth. And that's why God left his promises. We can confess our salvation, confess his word. And when people come to you and say, uh, did you get that thing yet? Don't lie. Say, no, I ain't got it, but I'm still speaking the word over it. I'm still saying God's word and he honors his word. And on top of that, beyond his word, he honors the belief. He loves to be believed. And we please him. He said, God looks down and say, I didn't say nothing to him yet. They still believe me. I just love that. That's just like, mm, that's so good to me that they still believe me. Although I ain't, I ain't said one word to him yet. I ain't opened no door yet. I ain't told nobody to go tell them nothing yet. I'm just working on them. And that's the key. When you get in prayer and you really get down there deep in it, God's not going to mess with Susie. He's going to tell you about you. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell you what you might need to change or what you might need to start doing that he said doing. He waiting on you to get started. And we still sitting, lollygagging. Hey, God's saying, okay, we'll, we'll just all sit here together. Let's just, just sit 
sit right here. You sit there and I'll sit here. I already done told you last year, you know, what to say, what to do, where to go. I already postured you and you moved yourself out of that spot. So, mm. okay. So I'm just, you know, I, but I thank you so much for still believing me because that impresses me, the fact that your faith is still there. And what's so great about it, your faith ain't got to be gigantic. It could be, a, when people think, think in terms of money, it could be a penny, but it's mm. faith. He honors it no matter what. So the pauper, the homeless, if they got some faith in Christ, God's going to come through for them. He is. Glory. So good. <laughs> so good. God, okay. he is good. good, good. Mm, man, man, so it, many good things. It's being in a place where you cannot um, lose hope. You know, and mm. that's like a war. The enemy's um, assignment is just mess them up. You know, make them think, put a little crack in that brain and in that heart so they'll, so this will leak out and they won't do it. I used to hear the old people say, you can have the Holy Spirit, but you can have leaks. If you allow people to put certain stuff in you, the Holy Ghost will leak out and you'll need some patching up. And when you get those patches, you'll need God to say, fill me up some more. You can get a refreshing. You know, you can be filled that first time, but as you go out through your life, you need a refreshing of the Holy mm. Ghost. You need his guidance. I ask God for the Holy Ghost every day. But one thing I've been reading about wisdom, man, it's so awesome. Like just the wisdom is peace and pleasantness and honor and wisdom sees it around the corner and mm. what's the good about it? God's not stingy with wisdom. All he said for us to do is to ask for it. And Jane goes, you're not going to say, oh, you're so dumb. What you doing? Are you so stupid? He says, ask me for it and I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Any measure, any, any amount. It's, no, it's not like I'm going to give it to the rich. He'll give it to anybody. He'll give wisdom to us. So Hallelujah. good. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, glory to God. So, so good. Okay, so Clearly, you have so much wisdom and just experience when it comes to prayer. So do you have like resources, tips, sermons that you feel like, hey, you know, that you can give us the titles of? And I don't know if you're familiar with um, in a couple of ministries, maybe a little bit. His daughter, Terry Pearson, mm-hmm. she is their head intercessor. And that's her life. Like, and she's married. She handles the family. All that. Her kids are grown now in ministry themselves. But she talked about how her grandmother is the one who ushered her you know, into prayer. And if I were to give anybody any credence for that, all I ever heard my mom do or say was pray. You know, mm-hmm. as, Even when we were in the Baptist church. But I do have some books. One of the primary books, every intercessor in the world has this book. E.M. Bounds, it's all about prayer. It's about when to pray, when not to pray, when to wait, you know, when not to disturb God, uh, when he, how to be bold before him. And sometimes God wants you to come, not like a million mouth. He wants you to come and say, hey, God, what's up? I, you know, you said to do this and I did it. Where's my part? You know, because we have a part and, and God has a part. I love this book also. It's five ways uh, about the blood of Jesus. Uh, about two or three years ago, God really unfolded to me about his blood and how inside of his blood was so much love. Mm. And if we're covered in his blood, we're, we're untouchable. When we're covered in his blood, like the Israelites, the doorpost had the red spot on it. They got passed over. In this thing right here, we're passed, We're being passed over because we're underneath his blood. That's good. Oh. What's that one called again? It's called Five Ways the Blood of Jesus Changes Your Life. It's by Creflo Dollar. Okay. And the E.M. Bounds one, I'm trying to see who they give credit to that for. That's his name, E.M. Bounds. It says E.M. Bounds on Prayer. Okay. So that's the second one. Yeah. And it talked that like a, the scripture base is, uh, and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. That's prayer. You mm-hmm. can't seek if you're not praying. You know, you can't find if you don't get down there because inside of prayer is discovery. Yeah. When you start to discover. That's good. What else and you got? I have another book here called Prayers for Difficult Times. I, I recently got this, maybe last year or so, because I had just taken on the responsibility as um, children's ministry leader in the church. 
And I know so many kids that we don't understand it. We don't even see it sometimes. You know, just it's just a humanistic thing. I think with parents or aunts and uncles or whoever say, oh, go ahead, boy, go sit down. You know, but something's wrong. Something be wrong with them. Some of them maybe had a hard day at school or some of them are depressed and then we don't even know it. So this book talks about children and what they could be, chronic illness. They may not feel good and don't know mm-hmm. how to tell you. Um, it talks about bankruptcy, arguments, anxiety, anger, alcohol abuse, all kinds of things. And people don't realize this. I didn't know it either until I used to teach school years ago. When sixth and seventh graders, they were drinking their problems away. They just mm-hmm. My mom's too busy. She's a big time executive at the bank. She's not going to get home to eight or nine o'clock. If I go in, she's going to say, get to bed. You know, so I, this book is real good for that. Difficult times, prayers for difficult times. That's Ellen. Now, this last book that I'm going to talk about is Prayer, Faith, and Healing. It's by a doctor whose name is Bernie Siegel. And if there's anything wrong with your body, mind, he, he goes through the whole scenario about what to pray and how sometimes we can, that's our healing. It's just to pray, not to go to the doctor and not to get a whole bunch of surgeries, but just to pray and God will show himself strong that way. Awesome. Okay. So I will link those books in the show notes that you guys have access to them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, hallelujah. It was (laughs) a pleasure. (laughs) You got me stirred up now. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I'm sure people are stirred up because there's just so many practical things that you talked about. So I'm excited for people to hear it and, and be able to like, just put it into practice in their I current lives. Someone I really do. Cause that's what we're all about. We're others rich, as they say, that's, yep, that's the key. Others rich. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can connect with the podcast as always through Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. We are walking well podcast at walking well podcast on all of those platforms, except for Twitter. It's at walking well pod one. Um, and please, 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 if you haven't rated the podcast, if you haven't reviewed it, wherever you listen, whether that's Stitcher or Google podcasts or um, Apple podcasts, please rate it. Please leave a review. I love, love, love to hear those and see them. And who knows, I might even shout out a review and read them on the next podcast. We'll see, but have an amazing day. Definitely go forth into your week. Prayerful guys, definitely, definitely, definitely employ some of these things that can also shared um, because it's, I mean, I'm learning a lot of them, relearning a lot of the things that she talked about and it's just transforming my prayer life and just my walk with the Lord as I do them um, and employ them. So have an amazing week. Boss it out. I love you guys. Bye.